welcome to episode four of When the Bell Rings podcast. My name's David, and like I mentioned in the trailer, this week's episode is to review the pay-per-view that's gone past for Impact Wrestling, Hard to Kill. It was a fantastic uh, pay-per-view, which we saw many different outcomes throughout the whole pay-per-view, and I'm going to come here and discuss it in its entirety. Um, the best place to start, really, is the World Championship match between Bully Ray and the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. As you know, back um, at Bound for Glory, Bully Ray won, won the opportunity to fight for the world title and call his shot. And he was going to be, as we thought he was going to be, he was going to be respectful to the champion, understands the title, it's on the line, he's got a golden opportunity now back at Impact Wrestling and he understands the, the task in hand, how good the walking weapon is. And as we see as the build-up, he's been more respectful and there comes a point in time where he said that he was going to be honest and let him know when he's going to call that shot. And he did in the most villainous way. He reverted back to type and he was able to be the man we know Bully Ray is to be. The hill, hillish man that he is. Villainous, spiteful. And uh, this match culminated in what we, you know, in a match that is very, very personal. Very physical match in a full metal mayhem match which is designed to test you mentally physically emotionally and this is right up Bully Ray's um, streak and Josh Alexander again is going into a match like this against a guy who's a former world champion who who has experience in these type of matches it was an uphill task and it was a fantastic match it ebbed and flowed a lot of brilliant spots and Bully Ray you know again He's come in and he's been a breath of fresh air for Impact Wrestling. His presence alone has been fantastic. He's got the ratings back and you know what? As far as I'm concerned, I still think he can go. And everything he's done to the lead up to this match at Hard to Kill, he's shown his what he's all about. He's shown his capabilities and this match gelled really well. We have a hill in Bully Ray and we've got a fantastic champion as a face and the walking weapon. Both of these guys end-to-end physical, demanded match. But we knew the longer this match goes, and one good thing about the walking weapon that we've seen now as world champion, he's been able to adapt to certain different situations. He's able to kind of overcome, the, despite what Bully Ray was thrown at. You know the Full Metal Mayhem match is going to be physical, it's going to be imposing, and it's going to be taxing on your reserves. And Bully Ray knows exactly what to do. Bully Ray has been in this position many a time. And we, we saw in this match, you know, the growth of the walking weapon. Being able to overcome such a fantastic opponent. Not only just physically, but mentally. The mental anguish and torture that Bully Ray has done. And you know he goes to his wheelhouse, his playbook, and tried to torture him, you know. Had the issues where his wife got involved and it was a personal. And that's what Bully Ray does. He makes things personal to get right under your skin, to throw you off your game. And kudos to to the walking weapon. He was able to keep his composure. He was able to get the task done and able to reclaim and retain the world championship. 
And again, this is a match I believe that kind of highlight the development, the checkpoint, the gut check moment for the walking weapon because now it shows to me that he can have a long reign. He's able to deal with a superstar like Bully Ray. Bully Ray with all his bag of tricks. But he's, you know, one thing we're going to know is that Bully Ray's not going to go away. He's going to still be around quietly. He's going to be wanting to have his revenge and being able to come back and plot an opportunity again for for another shot at the, the world title. It was end-to-end battles, the thumbtacks at the back, all everything that you kind of expect for a full Metal Mayhem match. And it was a lovely poetic justice that the walking weapon's wife was able to get involved and assist and help with the victory. And Josh Alexander now moves on to the pastures new. I don't believe this rivalry is over. I believe it's just a pause. I think Bully Ray, for me, has acquitted himself very well since he's coming back and his popularity and impact wrestling has not gone unnoticed. The walking weapon will carry on and continue to be a fantastic champion. Um, I just think part two is going to come very soon between these two, but I was very impressed with the way these two, this culmination of part one, in my opinion, of this feud is really entertaining, really engaging, and I think it ended in the right way with the walking weapon getting the victory. And I think there's no disrespect or no mark to Bully Ray. I think his character, his demeanour is fantastic. All eyes on the product. And I believe he's done his job as the veteran to put over a, a star in the making in, in, in the walking weapon. So Bully Ray has done his job. Josh Alexander has lived up to the expectation. And I believe Impact Wrestling got the job done the right way. This was absolutely fantastic, the outcome. And um, I am looking forward to next time these two meet because I believe it's going to be fantastic and fireworks. So um, it's just a good it's just a goodbye for now. But I definitely believe that these two are going to con- conclude and their rivalry at some point down the line. But again, it was a fantastic way to start the the pay per view at Hard to Kill. The second part that I want to come and discuss about Hard to Kill was the, the re-emergence of uh, Frankie Kazarian. As you know, Frankie Kazarian has been with AEW these last couple of years and he's kind of been lost in the shuffle. Um, he has come back and forth in between the, that period of time to Impact Wrestling. Um, Tony Khan, you know, in the beginning, you know, one, elite, all Elite Wrestling was um, in its infancy. You know, Frankie Kazarian was there with Christopher Daniels and... Um, Scorpion Sky and they captured the AEW title it kind of looked strong you know looked like Frankie had some options there and even when uh, Christian Cage came into AEW had a brief feud there with with um, Kazarian but it just never really materialised for him at AEW was, you know there's a very stacked roster and now with Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor there's just so many superstars and you know TV time is very limited and for someone of Frankie Kazarian's age, he had options. And he mentioned that, you know, he was in talks with WWE. WWE made him an offer. So did Impact Wrestling. But he had to think about what's best for him at his career at this moment in time. And no disrespect to Frankie Kazarian. He's a well-accomplished um, wrestler who has accomplished so many things. Been one of us, a fantastic staple of Impact Wrestling. But I felt at his age, with the talent that's available in WWE, I don't think he would have been a good fit. The only place that he could have come back to was Impact Wrestling, where there, you know, where there was an opportunity for him to kind of 
potentially fulfill an obli- you know a, an obligation to become world champion because many of his peers that he was in impact wrestling with, with the guys like AJ Styles Christopher Daniels Samoa Joe they really had great success at impact wrestling and we always felt with Frankie Kazarian he had the talent he had the ability you know he was he was with Christopher Daniels and that that duo was fantastic and it worked especially their hill run towards the back end um several years back but also being a part of fortune you've seen the success of beer money but robert rude and, and james storm both going on to be world champions and that's what's eluded frankie kazeri becoming a world champion and everyone around him has become world champion they've tasted that opportunity to be world champion and i believe with the way impact wrestling is is situated and the way it there's an opportunity. I believe his best bet is to come back to Impact Wrestling, and I think he chose the right decision. I think the landscape in Impact Wrestling is, is fantastic, with Bully Ray coming back into the fold, the talent, they're all hungry to push each other. I think it's a perfect time for Frankie Cesarian to come back and fulfill that, that dream and become an Impact World Champion. He's done so many things. He's been multiple-time X-Division champion, tag team champion. You know, he wants to get the coup de grace. And the coup de grace is to become world champion. And he'll get that opportunity at Impact Wrestling. And it was good to see him come back and explain his reasons why he wants to come back to Impact Wrestling. It's a fantastic fit. You know, you see many stars come back and forth. But I do believe Impact Wrestling now has come back and made a bit of a renaissance. I do believe... This is the perfect platform for Frankie Kazarian to show his talents once again and reintegrate himself back into the fold at Impact Wrestling. So I'm kind of keen to see how he performs, how he goes up the ladder and trying to get that opportunity again. I mean, he did have that opportunity against the walking weapon, put up a fantastic um, attempt, but unfortunately, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, came out with a victory. You know, no disgrace at all for, for Kazarian. So I am happy to see him in the in the mould, in the fix, and I can't wait to see how he's going to be when it comes to being in the fold and that quest to becoming Impact Wrestling Champion. And he made the right decision, absolutely made the right decision coming back to Impact Wrestling because I think he would have been lost in the shuffle at WWE, would have probably potentially been in NXT, and the NXT, you know, is red hot for the young superstars coming through. I don't think the vision of NXT especially with his age I just don't think it would have would have worked and I definitely don't think he would have been brought up into the main roster as well so I think when you look and assess the situation at his age and his you know where his career is at the moment he made the right choice to come back home to Impact Wrestling As you know, Scott Demore got injured by the hands of Bully Ray, which means that when it comes to management and arranging matches in Impact Wrestling, kind of leaves him a bit short. And here comes a man that is quite familiar with the WWE, Santino Morella, has come back as, as a, an enforcer or kind of a head of matchmaking in Impact Wrestling, which I think is kind of, I think it's really good good mix. He's able to keep his name. Um, obviously, WWE let go of the copyright for his name, so he's able to bring Santino Morella to Impact Wrestling. And I think it's going to be an interesting mix to see how he does as as a manager and to bring that persona over to Impact Wrestling. I do believe it's a, a, a good time, a good mix for him to come in. And I'm kind of excited to see how things go for Santino Morella. He had a fantastic spell at the WWE, 
remember going back to the time when WWE were in Milan, uh, when Umanga was facing, um, was, inter- was Intercontinental Champion, um, Vince McMahon, and he was able to capture that title. And it was really, really good to see Santino Morello. He's done very well in WWE. And I think he's going to bring that personality and spark into Impact Wrestling. I think it's a fantastic opportunity for him to kind of be the law enforcer there, make some fantastic matches, be able to keep keep the chaos to a minimum at Impact Wrestling. But he's going to have his, his work cut out with certain individuals, not naming a few, Bully Ray, Moose. They're all going to have to kind of listen and abide by what Santa Marino, Santino Morello brings to the table. But Santino Morello, again, fantastic personality. Again, I think Impact Wrestling, as I mentioned, are on the rise. Again, and I think with characters like Santino Morello will, will, bring, will bring the viewers in. I think they're just coming back with a, li- a little renaissance now, Impact Wrestling. And I think they'll be very smart in terms of who they're trying to bring back trying to get numbers and and that's what it is just keep on reinventing the world and guys like Santino Morella will do that will bring in you know the entertainment and that and that side and I think that's the that's that's the fine line especially with a with a brand like Impact Wrestling they're very solid when it comes to the professional wrestling aspect of things but also the entertainment side that's where Santino Morella will come into his own and add that mix uh, that blend which Impact Wrestling really needs so I think it's been a very very shrewd appointment for Impact Wrestling to have Santino Morella and I think the key thing as well was able to get that his name for him to truly be himself and that he doesn't come under a different name so I think kudos again to Santino Morella kudos again to Impact Wrestling I think this is a relationship that's going to work and flourish and I can't wait to see how it transpires in Impact Wrestling and his interjection into that that match at the digital championship between Joe Hendry and Moose. Um, very entertaining. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the progress of Santina Morella at Impact Wrestling. And then there was the Impact Women's World title on the line, where it was Jordan Grace, the champion, against Mickey James, the challenger. And this match had a kind of a turn, a stipulation where if Mickey James had lost the match, she would she would end her career, an illustrious career where she's won multiple titles at Impact Wrestling, along with winning it in WWE. But this was classified as the last rodeo. And, you know, Mickey James has gone on this, it's almost this farewell tour, being able to just try to build herself up to win another opportunity at the Impact World Champion. It's a very strong champion in Jordan Grace. He's a two-time Impact Wrestling Champion. And this is kind of a, a, a match with, you know, we thought it could have been a change of the guard where Jordan, Jordan Grace is a strong champion against the, the Wiley Fox in um, Mickey James who had this one last opportunity last rodeo to become women's champion and with her experience and her craft that she has and her demeanour she was able to get the job done which is quite fitting considering what an illustrious career she's had um, she's really, really over the course of her time, you know, reinventing herself. I mean, I go back to the time when she was at WWE, you know, the competition was absolutely huge when she made her, made her debut. I mean, you've got Trish Stratus, Lita, um, Victoria, a few others in there that were really dominating the scene in WWE and she was able to break that. Well, you know, Beth Phoenix as well, uh, Melina. And she was able to become, a, you know, I believe, a six-time women's champion. 
and then you know she left WWE and come to Impact Wrestling. And I think some of her best work has come from Impact Wrestling. You know this hardcore country. She's fought some fantastic opposition. I mean, Gail Kim. She's been in the ring with so many fantastic talents over the years. Um, it's just astounding to see exactly how far she's come in Impact Wrestling and how much she's been the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling. And she has one thing about her, Mickey James, is she's not, you know, misused her, her position. Yes, she's a well-established wrestler, but what she's done is, you know, built a foundation to let the young young talent come through. She's always helped the young talent come through and put them over, and. Again, you know, she has helped the talent and, and to kind of build a strong unity within the women's world, which has sometimes for years has been lacking. You know, Impact Wrestling, you know, one of the, you look at the weak areas sometimes has been the women, but Mickey James, again, has helped develop a strong competition and she's still able to go. And that's the main thing. She's able to still go, still compete at a high level. And the women's division is thriving in Impact Wrestling. And she's the, one of the biggest contributors. And this is a very hard physical match because Jordan Grace, take nothing away from her. Over the last 18 months, she's worked on her game. She's worked and she's more physical. She's taken, you know, taken the mantle in terms of getting herself into tip-top condition, trying to reshape the way she, she works and, the, and, her, uh, and her ability in the ring has got better. Her mic skills have got better, and she looks formidable as a champion. And this wasn't, you know, this was a very difficult task for Mickey James to overcome this formidable figure in Jordan Grace, who has improved over the last eighteen months in the ring and out of the ring. And and I think that the experience, what it comes down to, being the know-how, how to get it done when your back's against the wall. And, when you put that tag on your, your shoulder, you know, you've got a golden opportunity to win a championship. It doesn't matter if it's at the beginning of your career or towards the end of your career. You know, to have that pressure where you know if you lose, your, your, your career is over. But Mickey James, the experience that she has, you know, stood her in good stead to overcome the powerhouse that is Jordan Grace and once again become Impact Women's World Champion. Again, she will be a representation of what's good in Impact Wrestling. This is a good thing. She has this one last opportunity and I tell you, she's going to take on all, all comers and she's going to elevate that division like she's been doing over and over again. It was a fantastic end-to-end match and Jordan Grace should have feel no ill well about this. She gave a good performance. She just came a bit short because, again, Mickey James is seasoned, a seasoned competitor. She knows exactly how to get the job done. And... A part of me believes that, you know, she might come, might feature at the Royal Rumble again um, as Impact Wrestling World Champion like she did last year. Um, not prompting or preempting that she might win it, but um, it'd be good to see and WWE, you know, have acknowledging her as like, what a great champion she was in WWE and also acknowledging the Impact Wrestling Champion. So maybe fingers crossed you might see her in the Royal Rumble this year. But the match alone was fantastic. Um, and I can't wait to see the challenges. Um, by no means it's not the end for Jordan Grace. Um, it's just a learning curve. It's a learning curve that she's going to get better and she's going to learn from. You're up against a, a, a champion that's been there, done that, and knows how to win. It's so important that you don't overlook that. You know, the experience that 
Mickey James has the know-how to get the job done. And you can't take nothing away from her. She's still here, still fighting. And again, she's going to uplift this women's division, elevate everyone, and everyone's going to have to work that much harder to take the title off her. This is just a stark warning that Mickey James, even in her age now, you know, the women's division is going to have to step up. The women's division is going to have to give 110%, going to have to work that much harder now to still compete at that level, that, that standard that she's still keeping up. And if you want to become Impact Women's Champion, you're going to have to bring some meat to the table because she's not slowing down anytime soon, Mickey James. It was a brilliant match. And like I said, Jordan Gracian, no shame in losing to a champion who's, you know, has knows how to get it done. And she'll come back from this. Uh, she'll become better for this. And, you know, it's not the end. It's always saying, you know, people look at it from a loss. You learn a lot from a, from a loss. She has improved over the last 18 months. And this is, again, another um, opportunity to go back to the drawing boards, learn where she went wrong and come back again. So I expect her to come back in the near future. But I'm happy to see Mickey James again as your Impact Women's World Champion. Joe Hendry versus Moose for the Digital Championship title. It was a very interesting match because Moose has been a bona fide star, bona fide hill for some time. He's been the heartbeat for for Impact Wrestling. You know, his run as uh, Impact Wrestling World Champion um, was brilliant. You know, the way he won the title by cashing in the Call Your Shot against Josh Alexander back at uh, Bound for Glory last year. And now he found himself with Joe Hendry, who's been this almost fun-loving, cult, motivational guy who won the digital championship by beating Brian Mayers. Um, and he collided with Moose. It's a very entertaining match. we kind of seen the serious side a bit from Joe Hendry to see whether or not how he would cope against a guy who's a, you know, who has stepped up in every step of the way. Moose really kind of captulated everyone's opinion has been one of the most underrated hills in Impact Wrestling and to see Joe Henry being able to pick up Moose and be able to slam him to the ground and being able to, to take the fight to Moose was really good really showed his credentials and we kind of see exactly how he can cope with a guy like Moose who's a former world champion it's kind of interesting to see this view develop and grow and uh, you know Moose being the hill that he is you know, sneaky, underhanded is, you know, not you know, that's the way he is. Um, being able to kind of cheat his way to a victory and obviously the emergence of Santina Morella. But what this feud tells me, this the match tells me that, that Joe Hendry has something about him. He can compete. He can, you know, you can see him potentially being in the mix for the world championship. And this feud with Moose is not over by the longest stretch of imagination. I believe he's going to be a thorn in Moose's side. Moose is, a, again, you know, he wants to reclaim that world title, but I think he's going to have a thorn by him, by Hendry, for some time. And I don't think that's going to be something he's going to be able to get rid of very soon. But what we're going to see is the emergence of Joe Hendry in the main scene. And a feud like this with Moose is going to really help him go over. And I think Moose, again, obviously wants to be back in the world title picture, understandably. 
But I think this is a feud that I think is going to help both of them. I think it's an opportunity for people to see what Joe Hendry can do in terms of when you're up against a bona fide star in Impact Wrestling. And I think it's just a constant reminder of the good work that Moose does. You know, you put him with anyone. Moose is a fantastic talent. You know, in-ring ability for a big man that size is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. The things that he's able to do in that ring is fantastic. But his promo and his, his ability and his hill work for me has come on leaps and bounds. And Moose is a key component to Impact Wrestling. And this feud, you know, has the potential to really, really kick off. And I like the mixture. I like the dynamic. I love how everything's going. And I like the outcome. And I just think, you know, this, you know, the match they had was very good. Very, you know, very hard hitting, very strong. And I like the way it ended because it leaves it open-ended. But it also showed how good that Joe Hendry is, uh, you know, and, and the potential that he has um, in Impact Wrestling. So I don't believe this is the end of the feud. Moose might have got a hollow victory, but like I said, I'm pretty sure that these two are going to continue to feud. And, and, and I think in some ways it's kind of put some perspective on the, the title itself because the Digital Media Championship has always been a little bit of a gimmicky title for me. Um, hasn't really been taken seriously. But I think with this feud and, and, and the nature and the severity of the opponent in Moose can elevate this title and bring some seriousness back to that title and elevate that title and give it the respect it deserves. And, you know, we always look upon the world title as the most prestigious title, understandably. But I think the mid-card table titles have kind of gone awry a little bit. And I think with the digital media title that they have, this is a golden opportunity to elevate that title. And this feud between Joe Hendry and Moose can do that. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to see where this goes. But it was a fantastic match. And it just shapes up their rivalry going forward. Steve Macklin versus Rich Swan in a false count anyway match in Atlanta. When are they going to give this man a, a match for the world title? Steve Macklin. What more does Steve Macklin have to do to prove to everyone that he deserves to be a world champion? He has been absolutely fantastic. He has been fantastic. You know, he's beaten multiple world champions along with Rich Swan in an absolute fantastic match. There was fantastic spots. It was a brilliant match. And I believe that Macklin deserves his shot at the world title. How many more world champions that he's going to have to beat to at least get a sniff at the title? Because he's ready. He's ready for that main event spot. He's ready to become champion. He's ready to take, take himself to the next level. Because I think he's the perfect heel. He's got himself in a perfect situation. And he's done a fantastic job. The confidence that exudes off him. He's a bona fide champion in the making. And the match was really end-to-end. Rich Swan, as you know, you know, a former world champion. Lost his championship to a mega and a classic. But, you know, again, he was able to bring the fight to him. It was a, you know, a fantastic spot with a cutter. On the, on, the, on the floor in that false count anyway match. It was very, very gross. But Macklin, again, having the wherewithal and the know-how to get the job done. 
And again, it just adds to the, the belief he's been banging the drum for such a long period of time that when is he going to get that opportunity? And I think he, he's earned it now. You know, he should be in line to become world champion. He should have a shot at the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. It's just whether or not Impact Wrestling is going to pull the trigger. How many more hurdles that Macklin going to have to overcome? How many more world champions is he going to have to beat to, to bang the drum to management and say, listen, give me a world title shot? Because I'm all for it. I believe he should be the new number one contender. He's just been absolutely been on a tearaway. And everything he said, he's backed up. Everything that he's gone and said, you know, he's backed up and he's got the job done. And I just, it's a call, it's, 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 it'll be a, a travesty if he's not given an opportunity for a world title, a one-on-one opportunity, because he's been one of those hills at Impact Wrestling that over the last 12 months, you know, has noticeably done his job. He's been on job, he's been on point, and he deserves his opportunity. Uh, Rich Swan again, is a fantastic competitor. Really does well. Oh, Miss Phil for Switch Swan. He's been a bit of a on a downward turn a little bit since he lost the Impact Wrestling World Championship. That tends to happen sometimes when you lose it. You know, lose a championship. You know, you've gone from being in the main event scene and now you're going down the card. But you know, I expect with a guy of his talents and his abilities, will pick himself back up um, and still be in the mix. But this is all about Steve Macklin right now. He's in the form of his life. He's he's in a fantastic purple patch. And what I would like to see, and I think many fans as well that watch Impact Wrestling want to see him challenge for the title. And I think, I believe he'll be the next person to take the title off Josh Alexander. And I would like him to have a long, long reign, you know, as world champion. Because he deserves it. You don't beat that many, you don't beat world champions, ex-world champions, and not get an opportunity for the world title. It's a travesty. But hopefully now he's put himself in a position where he will be challenging for the Impact World Wrestling title. Um, very soon against a walking weapon or whoever's the champion at the time he gets that opportunity but as the match down again it just adds I thought it was one of the matches of the night it was end to end perfect ending and again Impact Wrestling are getting it right the storylines the feuds the matches is living up to expectations and with Macklin again he's been contributing to all the things which have been brilliant with Impact Wrestling um so far and I think they need to capitalise on, on it because he's bringing the heat he's doing all the right things as a heel all that is missing is that Impact Wrestling World Championship we talk about you know in AEW you know MJF you know how how, how big of an impact he has he's done with AEW but I think Steve Macklin has made a similar impact with Impact Wrestling and I think his it's, it's time's coming now I think it's now a time where we have to kind of let him have his opportunity, put the title on him and see where he can go with this because I think his potential will be, be quite extraordinary. Um, but other than that, another fantastic win for Macklin, another one he can add to the list, a former ex-world champion and now he is hopefully in touching distance of a title shot uh, for the World Impact Wrestling World title. Uh, just want to just wrap up now with a few of the other matches that, um, at Hard to Kill. Um, the Impact Tag Team titles were on the line. Um, Mosey Machine Guns retaining the title. Uh, Trey Miguel retaining the X Division title. Um, also, we have a new Impact Wrestling Women's Number One Contender. 
in Masha, who is now going to be the new challenger for Mickey James. So we are looking forward to seeing Masha Slamovich against Mickey James, a new a new opponent for Mickey James to come up against, or kind of an orthodox, you know, unpredictable. So that's something for Mickey James to navigate. Um, Eddie Edwards beating uh, Gresham, obviously the interference of Paco, so PCO. So it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic between PCO and Edwards going forward. But as a whole, as a whole, I really wanted to say this about Impact Wrestling. I really do believe that Scott Demore and Impact Wrestling have done a fantastic job over the last, you know, at least eighteen months. They've really turned it around. And what I would love to see for Impact Wrestling is to get a, a bigger television deal and kind of be that alternative, more than an alternative. Because I think, you know, there's eyes on Impact Wrestling and this pay-per-view has done itself justice and I think it's starting to build some momentum up again. And bringing in key stars back like Bully Way is going to only help that, only progress it even better. And Impact Wrestling at the moment are, are on the right track. And I think they've, they've been very, very good in terms of what type of talent they are wanting to bring in because I don't think they want to go down the road of bringing in just anyone. It has to has to make sense, has to make sense with the rest of the, the roster because the roster seems to me very tight, very good chemistry and that's the type of environment you want to keep at Impact Wrestling. But I just believe they have the potential to be a bit bigger than what they are and you know, getting a major broadcaster would be really good for someone like Impact Wrestling. So I think, you know, as a whole... The pay-per-view, you know, they knocked it out of the park and they just keep, you know, keep getting stronger and stronger, going from strength to strength and I was very impressed. But I was very impressed with how everything turned out at Hard to Kill and it's just boding well for, you know, that's the first pay-per-view of the year. And, you know, I cannot wait for the rest of the year to, to come and, you know, and I think it's just a promising start from Impact Wrestling. So that concludes um, this week's episode. Um... The review of Hard to Kill. Just want to say thank you to you all for taking the time to listen. As I mentioned before, for you to listen to this podcast, um, I am on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. So please take the time to download and listen. And if you can, give me some feedback on the on this week's episode. And also, you can find my social medias um, on TikTok. Instagram and Twitter but other than that I just want to say thank you for you guys for listening and I'll be back next week with some more take care